This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Welcome back to the program, Ramia Muthan, Kelly McDonald. We are the hosts of Kelly and Company. She's at the home studio in Toronto. I'm at the home studio in London, Ontario. Thank you for being with us wherever you're listening in around the world. Maybe you're checking us out at AMI.ca and uh, streaming the program as you can listen to AMI-audio right off the website. Or maybe you're uh, joining us from TuneIn Radio or the Radio Player Canada app. Great apps in which to listen in. Just simply download them to your smart device. Well, one of the things that we enjoy the most, Rumi, is getting a chance to speak to different people around the country, whether they be community reporters or some of our own staff that bring to us content, information of things going on in their regions, whether it's upcoming events or things that have recently happened or stories that have come across their desk. Today for our regional content report, we do these on Wednesdays and Fridays. Jim Crisco joins us. James, how are you today? I'm doing well. How are you doing? We're good. We're good. We're settled back in here and uh, doing what we do best, uh, having amazing conversations such as the one we're about to have with you. Um, we're not able to enjoy the soccer game live, sir. That's just not, not what we're able to do while we're sitting here. So let's start in Alberta with your first item and just ignore soccer altogether. Uh, recently, <laughs> the Canadian Pine Hockey hosted uh, their regional, oh, this is the Western, Western Regional uh, Hockey uh, Tournament in Calgary last weekend. Can you bring us up to speed on it? Sure. I, it, it, it actually sounded like a, a phenomenal event. And I, I have to say... I know some of the players that went down uh, from the Edmonton area. I've I've had the chance to skate with them uh, in practice, and um, uh, so some really phenomenal hockey players. They they uh, they said that for this event, there are more than forty visually impaired hockey players from across Canada, the United States, and as far as England uh, dropped in for the uh, for the regional tournament, and um, it was held at the the Windsport Canada Olympic Park. Uh, so there was, uh, you know, it was held in a really good venue. Uh, if you've ever been down there, the, uh, the, it featured 13 members of the champion 2022 Canadian national blind hockey team, along with 17 members or 17 players from Alberta. So, uh, so they really did a good job of bringing together a lot of great hockey players and not only to bring some, you know, some of the, 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 there was members of the, the Canadian team here, but not only that but use it as a chance to introduce the sport mm-hmm. to other people who are younger, may not have played before, may not know much about the sport and bring people together in order to see what the sport's all about. So, uh, so an excellent, uh, uh, really an excellent program that they put together. I wonder um, when it comes to, of course, meeting the guys uh, who are, who are playing with Canada and, 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 you know, down there, the 13 that we're speaking of, then you've got the others. What a chance to, to start those relationships that, that will build into mentoring. Absolutely. You know, uh, like I said, I know some of the players on here that, you know, they're, they're passionate hockey players. They've, uh, they've, uh, some of them have, have played for a long time. Some of them, uh, just for the last few years, but, uh, you know, I look at, at, at players like Lauren Weber, who is on the, the, the goalie on the national hockey team. And I've had a chance. I know I know Lauren. I've I played with him before. I always told him because I used to go out for practices with these guys 
uh, and play some shinny hockey. And I always said I'd, I would have played longer if he would have let me score once in a while, but, um, <laughs> he, you know, <laughs> he, he's, he's just, you know, not only a phenomenal player, but a phenomenal guy. I know that if there's young people that are looking at the sport and saying, maybe this is something I can play, or maybe this is something I would enjoy. There's players like Lauren that'll, that'll mentor these people along and, and, and these folks along and, and, you know, get them comfortable with the sport and, I, I can guarantee you it's it's infectious. Once people get a chance to play and once people get on the ice, uh, they they love it. And they go forward and and, you know, you don't have to 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 work towards the Paralympics in this. It's fun to play, pick up hockey and just get out there and, and play with a bunch of friends. And that's what this uh, you know, this affords that as well is to to get these people out, uh, get them introduced. And once you get the the you know, the camaraderie and the team, uh, the team play and, and, you know, sitting in the dressing room after and having a beer or just having a chat with people is fun too. So, you know, I, that's why I was so excited about, uh, about seeing this. Yeah. You see some, you know, high level hockey players, but you get to see a lot of people introduced to the sport too. And that's a lot of fun. Yeah. Very important because you don't want it. High level is great, but you want people to see that gateway for them to join it. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to continue with sports, Jim. Uh, Winnipeg recently hosted an accessible sports expo at the University of Manitoba. So can you tell us about some of the sports that were highlighted? Absolutely. And this is kind of an expansion of what we just talked about here with, you know, the the, the blind hockey, introduced blind hockey. In this particular case, uh, they had 28 adapted sports. So 28 adapted sports. Uh, for people to be able to come through, they they had it at the University of Manitoba's Investors Group Athletic Center. Uh, this was a couple of Sundays ago, and um, they had uh, sports including archery, cycling, basketball, weightlifting, rock climbing, just a ton of sports. And uh, and you know the 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 really cool thing is too, they had hundreds of participants come out to try these sports. And this is another, you know, example of, of just exposing people to these because some people don't know that that there are, you know, adaptive sports of, of uh, uh, different adaptive adaptive sports out there. So this gives them a chance to know it, uh, to to uh, to learn it, and it also gives a chance for, you know, occupational therapists, physiotherapists, support workers, and stuff to also become familiar with all the sports available. So that the people they work with, they can make recommendations and say, well, you know, if you want to try weightlifting, you can try weightlifting. It's it's adapted. Um, same with, uh, you know, archery, cycling, a, a lot of the sports. It's it's a, allows the people, the people not only a chance to see that they're adapted, but maybe give them a little try and see how they like them. Yeah. I mean, yesterday we talked to Johnny Ty. We didn't get into his um, martial arts uh, endeavors and over the years uh, how much um, blind martial arts he's not just done himself but instructed for other blind kids and um, although we didn't talk about it you know speaking with him is such a great reminder of that you know the first time I heard about blind judo and uh, we we had an athlete on the show here as well for one of our back to basics weeks it just uh, uh, like 
for me, you know, even though I live in Toronto, it, it's there's so many great accessible recreation and sports around here and adaptive sports. Uh, I still I find, you know, once in a while I, I learn about a sport that's adapted for me and I think, oh, my gosh, this is incredible. And to think, you know, people go their entire lives either not knowing whether or not you're disabled, you know, you just go and have no clue until you're exposed to it. And it is a big deal. So all these kinds of organizations, initiatives and events make a big difference, even if it's for one person who comes out and uh, goes home with that information. It's huge. Absolutely. And, you know, thinking back, you know, as a parent, when my children were growing up, you put them in sports for a number of reasons. One is for health, right? You just want them to get some activity and but the other, there's so many lessons learned in sports of teammate, you know, team play and, and, uh, you know, being, being a part of a bigger group and the, the, the social interaction of getting your children out there and meeting other kids. Mm-hmm. There's a whole bunch that comes forward and, and you can't, you, you know, you want to expose that for everyone. You yeah. want everyone yeah, to have that sure. chance. Yeah, you do. And it is, that's to me, the biggest part of sports team, you know, team, working together, uh, being a, a sore winner, a sore loser. A, oh, sorry. <laughs> a good winner, a good loser. All right. Uh, Jim, finally, let's stick with Manitoba. The town of Niverville gave the go ahead to go- make it easier and safer for uh, individuals with disabilities to enjoy their walk around town. How's the town doing this? Yeah, this, I really like this because, uh, the, the, this all funnels back to the, uh, accessibility provincial legislation that uh, Manitoba has coming into effect. It's It's been underway for 10 years now, uh, and it's coming to effect in 2023. And what I like about this, Niverville is, is south of, uh, of uh, Winnipeg. It's a, it's a town. And it shows you that, you know, the, this type of legislation is impacting not only the major centers in, in our country, but also the smaller centers as well, like Niverville. And what they're doing is they're um, they're they're making the you know they're removing barriers basically uh, affecting people with disabilities when it comes to uh, you know movement around the around the town they're doing it you know with as they're putting in new new areas of the city they're putting in curb cuts etc to make the um, uh, the the sidewalks more accessible but they're also doing uh, things like the uh, tactile uh, warning pads uh, at uh, where sidewalk meets uh, at the road at intersections mm-hmm. throughout the newer developments. Uh, so, so, and you know, they're bright yellow. They're there for the, the, the um, blind and partially sighted for people who, who may uh, be cane users or people who may be uh, guide dog users. Um, so these are being rolled out into, into, you know, areas into towns in Manitoba and, and hopefully across the country, but in Manitoba for places that might've only been, rolled out in cities prior yeah, to yeah. this yeah, and I, and now it's great isn't it yeah and and now they're you know they, they have this concerted effort of putting it into the new areas but also as they uh as they bring you know do work in the rest of the town they're going to bring all the town up to up to uh standard on on this as well so you know these type of initiatives we 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 have to sort of highlight we have to know that they're happening and also uh know that this is this is hopefully the trend. Hopefully and, going and forward. Towns the townspeople that this affects most directly need to make sure to let 
counsel. Let them know, man, this is great. This works for us. This is how, hey, and make your suggestions. I mean, we know we hear a lot about places where there's patios or, or other sidewalk furniture to watch, but one step at a time, but certainly make sure to be vocal. Thanks, Jim. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Thanks, guys. Take care. Our content development specialists join us on Wednesdays and Fridays right here on Kelly and Company. Another hour ahead of the program, and when we get into it, well, what is employee engagement? And how does it uh, differ from just liking your job? Alicia Yardley explains to us. And we flip through quirky stories from around the globe with Grant Hardy on What in the World. But up next, it's the Wednesday edition of The Buzz with Bill with producer Bill Shackleton. We talk to him momentarily. Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books, where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts.